Welcome to Real Talks, The Realtor Life. This is where we talk to real agents about their story and their journey in real estate. We'll discuss their beginnings, their struggles, and their ultimate successes. We peel back the layers and deliver a behind-the-scenes conversation that you, the listener, can find inspiration. My name is Nick Niaxu. My intention is to share the authentic realtor life. This is Nick Niaxu with Real Talks, and this is Life of a Realtor, and this is DJ Denner, my business partner, and for episode two, and... Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be here in our office. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but this is awesome. This is pretty cool, Nick. Yeah, it's pretty good. But um, I had some great feedback from my story, and uh, everybody was talking about uh, your story, and they want to hear where you came from. And, oh, wow. you know, and again, just a refresh from the episode, the previous episode, we met at a different brokerage side by side at the bullpen. From that meeting, we've created yeah. this. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. It's funny how far, to think back how far we've come. It's amazing. So, but this is about you and your story. Okay. So I, I want you to introduce yourself. Okay. Um, I want to introduce what you do, how many years <clears throat> you've been in the business, and um, and the market that you're in. Sure. So um, my name is DJ Denner. I'm with Angel Hasman Associates in West Vancouver. Um, I've been in the business now for, I think, just about 10 years, about Four years in Maple Ridge Pit Meadows where I grew up, and the last six years here in West Vancouver, Vancouver. Yeah, and how, and how much uh, how much have you sold in your career? Um, we've sold a lot, sold a lot. <laughs> it's been fun, um, and uh, it really is. It's it's a dream job, so I'm, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. We both are. But giving giving other agents an idea of your accomplishments, like give them a number. People are strive towards numbers. Um, I gotta. I don't mean. I know we've done a lot. Um, it's close to half a billion. It is. It is. I'll answer it, it for you. It's close to half a billion dollars. So, it's but it, which is remarkable because yeah. people look at what you do and they they look at your lifestyle and they say, "Wow, it must be really nice." But they don't understand it, it took a lot for you to get there. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. And this cool. is what I think. This is where it begins. And I think the very first question I have for you is, "Why did you become a realtor?" Why did I become a realtor? Um, you know what? Funny enough, I, when I was growing up, I swore I never would be. Um, my mom was a realtor. And she was a really good realtor. And uh, I just, uh, I don't know, I just didn't want to, she's an amazing realtor, an amazing mom. But for whatever reason, I just, I just didn't see myself as a realtor. So I was, it wasn't until I was in university. I had to do a project and I, and I had to look up a um, picture of a nice home. So I Googled you know, Vancouver Mansion or something. And um, I w- this website came up at the top of Google, and I clicked on it, and it was a local realtor here in West Vancouver. And I don't know what happened, but in that moment, I just became completely obsessed. Um, it was, it was. I don't. I can't. I don't know what happened. It was something about, for me, where I came from. It was a different style of business altogether. You know, they didn't wear suits where I came from, and, and that was appealing. That no matter what I did, I wanted to be well dressed, and um, and I wanted to be. Yeah, you know, it was, it was something about it just just triggered with me, and uh, from that moment on, I just became completely obsessed, and um, so I decided to get into real estate. And my mom was like, again, she was in real estate, so I went to my mom, and I got my license, and I started working with her at her brokerage there in uh, Maple Ridge and Pet Meadows. Um, and I have to be honest, that was probably one of the best things for me. I'd worked with some of the best professionals I'd 
ever worked with. Um, they taught me a lot. My mom was loved by everyone. So when I went there, I was the uh, everyone's son. And they took care of me and they taught me a lot. Um, actually, I learned a lot about contract law um, from uh, uh, my first mentor, would be Justin Hennessy. Um, he should have been a lawyer. And the way he presented himself professionally uh, in a meeting with clients um, was incredible. And I learned how uh, he how he conducted himself uh, professionally. I learned a lot from him. Um, so from there, that I guess that was my start. That's where I thought it all started. That's amazing. And so you were starting in, in Pit Meadows. Yes. And you were selling what type of real estate? <laughs> what type of real estate? Um, I was. I remember my first sale was a farm. Um, and um, it was uh, on, gosh, I think it was like 236th. And it was a seven-acre farm. Um, and I believe it was for 736000 or something like that. That's not so, a bad sale, but will you ever forget your first sale? Um, I never will, because my mom helped me on it. <laughs> <laughs> I lucked out. Thanks, Mom, if you're listening. Um, but it was great to have. My mom was also a great mentor as well. So how long were you in Pitt Meadows for? Um, for real estate? Yeah. For real estate, I was there for four years. Four years. So what was the shift? What was, What happened in your life? to make that drastic move? Well, so for me, what happened was, a uh, good question. So again, going back in university, I found that website and I saw this, this website with these beautiful giant homes on the water and, and this, and I looked at the pictures on his website and he's wearing a, a beautiful suits with, you know, and, and it just, something about that just appealed to me. So it was a level, a level of marketing um, as well um, that wasn't being done in my marketplace at that time, um, in Maple Ridge and Pet Meadows. Um, so, um, now it's being done there, but the realtor that I was looking up to at the time, he was at the forefront of marketing real estate here in Vancouver. So what, um, uh, <laughs> someone's honking out there. What, um, so yeah, so when I went to Maple Ridge Pit Meadows, um, I, the idea was to take that level of business, um, there. I wanted to, do it in Pit Mills, Maple Ridge, and, and um, yeah, be the luxury realtor in Pit Mills, Maple Ridge. Um, but you shifted yes. from that market to where we met downtown. Yes. What was, what type of business were you doing at the time, and why did you want to move? Obviously, it was to elevate your career, or, or, sh- or but something shifted. What was it? I, I wanted to see if I could do it. To me, it was, to me, from that website, it was a challenge. I wasn't from West Vancouver. Um, I had never sold a home over a million dollars, and I wanted to challenge myself. So I had made the decision to um, go to West Vancouver. And, um, well, originally, was to work downtown, you know, because the farm boy thought to himself, I'll live downtown and work downtown, and... And it'll be fun, and then I'll cross the bridge and go to West Vancouver every day. And then I figured out the traffic across the bridge to West Vancouver, so it was impossible to do that um, to work downtown and to drive. So when we're talking about farm boy, yeah, this is literal, yeah, correct. Like, <laughs> yes. So, so just a quick background of what you were, what, what you like to do, yeah. because it's what, what, I, what I grew up doing. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. In the cowboy realm, or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, we grew up, grew up, we grew up on a horse ranch. So I had, um, we grew up with horses. 
Uh, my sisters both married professional bull riders. Well, one professional bull rider, one professional cowboy, roper. So I grew up roping and riding. Um, yeah, pigs, dogs, chickens, horses, cows, you name it. We roosters. Had it. Roosters. Roosters was our alarm clock, 100%. So. That's a... That's amazing. So back to downtown now. Yes, yeah, yeah. So you are four years in the business. So four years in the business, yeah. and I just and I'll be honest, I just felt like I, I wasn't doing I, w- I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. So I decided that um, that I would uh, first I had to Google how to get to West Vancouver. I didn't know how to get there, um, so I Googled how to get to West Vancouver. And before I'd made the move, I just drove around and and just kind of envisioned myself here, um, and. Yeah, so then I, I knew the managing broker at TAC, where we were, where we met. Yeah. And uh, so I thought that would be a great transition. I thought that could go from downtown, um, uh, work in a downtown office, and make that commute across the bridge every day and sell, you know, multi-million dollar homes in West Vancouver. Right. Yeah. So, we, so, you know, you started door knocking. Yes. You, and yeah. Um, yeah. one of the more inspiring stories that you have is about your footwear. Oh. So tell, it's just, just... We're not talking about door knocking 10 houses a day. Talk about, you know, when you, when you were door knocking, um, how, how motivated you were. So, uh, our motivation at the time was dead broke. Um, our family had gone through, we grew grew up, you know, very fortunate. And after the 2008 crisis, our family had taken quite the hit and and it was unbeknownst to me what was going on. Behind the scenes, but 2011, um, they just kind of hit rock bottom. And while everything's great now, they were able to liquidate their real estate. But at the time, it was kind of tough. So we were going through quite the struggle. Um, and it was 2011 where my mom and my dad started asking me for help with money. until, And I did as much as I could until I ran out. Um, so we were broke. We were talking almost lost, almost lost my car. Almost um, I couldn't eat. I remember my roommate... He asked me if I was okay because he realized that I wasn't grocery shopping, and I was eating his crackers. <laughs> so, um, so there was there was definitely. We always say this. We always say success comes from desperation or inspiration, and we were maybe lucky enough to have both. Um, we loved. The, I, I love the business of real estate. Loved the loved 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 it, and we were also desperate. So, that was my motivation. Um, and you talked about the shoes. So. Um, I was driving home one day, and I'd heard uh, on the radio someone, a, a DJ announcer, or a DJ on the radio, sorry, was talking about uh, Oprah quotes or something, and they had said, uh, Oprah's famous quote is, a crisis is here to teach you something. So I thought to myself, what is this here to teach me? And uh, I grew up pretty pretty lucky. My family, they always took care of us kids. So I wouldn't say we were hard workers before that. Um, so... Um, what um, what happened there was, I, I that was my inspiration. That was what I. That's what I figured. Um, but you're sh- so <laughs> so the, so. This is something that's incredible. So y- yeah. you're dead broke. Yes. Yeah, you you were basically stealing crackers from your roommate. Yeah. To eat. Yeah. Um, we and I, I I was there with you doing like I was there a part of your life at that time yes you know going down a, a very similar journey yeah um but I remember you taking off your shoes oh yeah what, what, right. what did okay, you so do yeah. yeah um so yeah so the shoe thing so what happened was um uh 
I didn't have any fancy dress shoes. Uh, um, and actually, it was Leo Wilk, a good friend of ours as well. He had a pair of shoes um, that didn't fit him anymore. And he asked if, um, I think, if you wanted them. And they didn't fit you. And they didn't fit me either, but I had no choice. So I squeezed, in, squeezed my size 12s into a size 11. Eventually, they stretched out. Um, but I started door knocking. And um, I knew that, that at that time, that if all that stood between me and you know, bringing money to the table and helping my family and, and myself was um, you know getting to the door. Then I was going to as many doors as possible. Um, and the story that Nick is talking about is that I guess I had knocked through. I had knocked so many doors and I couldn't afford new shoes that I had worn holes through my shoes and through the outsole through the outsole of my shoe. And what I would do is because I couldn't buy new shoes. I would um, take insoles from other shoes. So my Nike cross trainers, I would take those out. I remember they were yellow. So I'd slip those in. I remember how embarrassing it was when I actually got invited into a house sometimes. And I'd kick my shoes off and it'd be these black leather slip-on shoes with a yellow Nike insole on the (laughs) inside. And even open houses, I remember going to agents opens. I remember seeing everyone else's shoes were Prada or Gucci. And then there was my broke down shoes with the yellow insole, Nike insoles. So, but this is what it was. Um, it was, yeah, it was a fun time. So would you say that was your, probably your lowest point in your, in, in this journey, in this part of your journey in your life? Yeah, I think that was it. I think there was a, there was a, it's a very low, low time. I mean, being broke is not fun. And I remember, I remember one time my mom being on the phone and, um, and uh, she was, you know, crying because it's just enough was enough. Um, and I told mom not to worry. I, I got this. I got this. And that became my mantra um, when I was working. I didn't realize that till later that I had done that. I created a mantra um, in my head, um, which was, I got this. Mm-hmm. So that was I remember you, you. I remember you saying it all the time. Really? But not as a mantra, just as his DJ. I got this. I got this. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah, that's true. Um Talk about um, talk about your turning point in your career. Turning point. Um, I think my turning point was funny because we share our stories so we similar. Cross paths, yeah. Cross paths. So um, I'll be honest. I think one turning point was for sure. There was like, there was a couple points on our along our, on our journey. I think one definitely was us meeting. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think that was one big one. And if I was to fast forward a little bit, I'd, I'd have to say one of the bigger was actually um, finding a mentor here in West Vancouver, mm-hmm. um, having, a, having a mentor. And that mentor ended up being actually the person that I used to, uh, for lack of a better word, stalk, you know, through his website and through magazines. Um, uh, I, would, I would stalk. So it was, it was crazy to go from there to sitting in his office and then signing listings with him and doing deals together. So to answer your question, I think the biggest turning point would have to be um, career-wise, mm-hmm. where we started to make money, um, mm-hmm. was from finding our mentor. Yeah. yeah. For me. That's great. And so moving forward, mm-hmm. um, so you're going through this struggle. Yep. You, 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 have, you, you have worn out shoes. Yeah. You have a... Sweating through my shirts. Sweating through your shirts. Yeah. If I had $5 for gas, I would have to... I remember picking... It was food or gas. I would so, pick it for gas. Right. So you're basically 
food or business. Yes. So you're investing in yourself and business. Yes. Um, and you're chasing, you're, you're, you're not chasing deals. You're actually out searching for the next deal. Yes. Your, 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 your eyes are open. So, um, so the, and the, and the turning point was mentorship. Mentorship. Very interesting. Yeah. Mentorship. I would say I was very driven for, I'm very goal oriented. Um, I definitely always had a plan. Like for example, when I first joined Angel Hasman in September 5th, on September 5th, I remember my first, my very, very first goal was to have two listings by November 1st because right. we only got two free months at Angel Hassman and I couldn't afford to pay for anything after that. Right. So I needed to, I needed to, um, uh, get two listings. So I, I, again, September 5th when I started, November 1st was my goal and I had pounded the pavement, wore holes in my shoes, met some interesting people. Um, so I met some great people door knocking, people that kept encouraging me. You know, they, they'd say, don't, we're not interested in selling, but man, it's awesome that you're hitting the pavement right now. So mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing. So I'd come across those people. But anyways, um, it, with, through just hard work and perseverance and a very strong belief, you know, like belief that I was meant to do this um, was a big driver for me. And so on November 1st, I signed my first two listings, one for 3.6 and one for 4.2. And uh, sold the one for 3.6 million in 16 days. Um, and it wasn't easy. It was probably one of the toughest deals of my life. Um, not just negotiating, but even after trying to get it to close, but it closed. And, um, yeah, so that was for me, goals has always been a big part of my, my journey. So and t- tell everybody about, um, you're a visualizer. Yes. Big time. And talk about your vision board or my boards. Vision board. Yeah. Boards. Um, I just, I, the way I work is I'm very, I've always had a great imagination and, um, I've, it's two t- we always say it's two people. There's, there's high intellect and high emotion. I kind of veer towards the high emotion. So when I would see images of things that I wanted out of life and wanted to achieve, um, my high emotion would attach to it and it would just be my driving force. Nothing would stop me. So I'd put these, um, vision boards up in the, in, in my kitchen or just one. And, um, yeah, I mean, I would just look at it when I brush my teeth in the morning in the mirror, I'd be there in the mirror and I'd watch where I brush my teeth. Same thing at night. Um, it'd be in my office. Um, just always focusing and bringing, bringing my focus whenever my focus or I felt kind of, you know, whenever my focus, whenever I fell off course or felt, um, felt down, I just would look at these images and, um, and, uh, just, I would, I would find find that that drive again there's a sharpen, sharpen yeah sharpen it. and the, the, the trick for me was i would i know people say to it's vision boards to me it's not nothing magical it's not like all of a sudden you put it on the board and nothing happens and then you don't do anything and then it just comes to you to me a vision board is something that you just remind yourself daily of what you're working for um and it if opportunities present itself for you to achieve one of those goals you're ready for it because you're focused on this all the time. Um, and how many of those goals or aspirations yeah. did you achieve on your vision board on your uh, very first vision, vision board? All of them. Yeah. Was, and, how, and did you, did you, was there, when you, when you created your vision board, was there a little bit of self doubt that you could get there? Uh, there was a ton of self doubt <laughs> all the time. Um, I remember thinking to myself, like even creating the vision board, I was thinking to myself, this is, this is, this, I'm going too big. I'm, it's not, um, I should think smaller. 
Um, but I, I, I stayed to it. I, I, th- I, I thought big and, and that's really funny is my very first, um, journal. Cause I would also think and grow rich is a, is a great book to read for anybody who's getting started or anybody who wants to change life. It's, it's a great book on mindset. And so I would, uh, with my vision board, I was also paired it with, um, a journal where I'd write down my goals. And I remember I had this old journal and I kind of just, um, thrown it, not thrown it away, but just kind of stuffed it somewhere. And a few years later, I, I found it, and I looked back, and it said, in 2000 and I think it was 13, mm-hmm. I will accomplish this, 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 and this. And I found this book, and I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, my God. It was like travel to New York with friends. I did, I'd done that. And that was at a time where a trip to New York was not going to happen. There was no money. How could anybody afford a trip to New York? You know? Right. Um, it was... Um, achieve a certain dollar amount and I actually achieved that exact dollar I think we did that exact dollar yeah. amount um, it was a couple of other things there was about five items but each of those were were checked off I didn't even know it that's amazing so visualization setting mm-hmm. your goals and believing in your goals and not just believing in them but actually creating action yeah. to achieve those goals are huge yes. and for Especially, I get, we get messages from so many young realtors. Yeah. And I'm talking about young in career, not young in age. Yeah. And, and they, ask, they ask you, what should you be doing as a young realtor to build business? And what do you tell those young realtors? To build business? Gosh, where to start? I think just... I think it, my, my first advice is... Uh, God, everyone's kind of different. Um, I would have to ask... I guess I always tell them the same thing. I think it's just you know, where do you want to, like, where do you want to be? I think this is the first thing I always ask people. If somebody's a realtor, you know, in, um, you know, in downtown, that's like, I get this, I get this a lot, actually. I get a realtor that works um, downtown or in North Vancouver or something. And, and, and I ask them where they, where do they want to live one day? And I ask, and they go, I want, I always want to, I want to live in Kits or on the West side. I asked them, why are you starting your career here, you know, downtown, at a downtown office or a North Vancouver office, um, if you have aspirations of live, of working on the other side? So I tell them, first things first is go to where you want to. So where work you wanna, where you want to live. Work where you want to live. Build your yeah. build your life and your career in the same community. Right. I think that's the first step. We've had I've had people before who felt lost, and that was the reason why. So, and, and the importance of... Of, of working as hard as you can and as smart as you can at the very beginning, especially to build your book. You know, I, it, it, from my perspective, I find that people who don't work hard don't achieve much. Mm. And, you know, when I know when we were working hard, maybe we were, we were a little bit crazy, but we were desperate. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were doing double open houses. Mm-hmm. We would do... 11 to 1 and 2 to 5 mm-hmm. on a Saturday and Sunday for like robots mm-hmm. to build our book. Um, but getting exposure, getting your name out is very important and meeting as many people as possible. Yeah. If you, if you, if, the theory is if you, if you meet double the amount of people on half the time, you will achieve the same amount of, you'll, you will achieve that goal in, in a short period of time than if you would do only one open house Saturday, Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah. That's I think, I think for, I think for me, what kind of, what worked for me in my mindset and what I, I do teach to others. Um, and I, I tell, I just, I tell it to them and yeah. if it works for them then it works for them, but it worked for me. So how, how I believe, what I believed was that, um, every time I was working, 
um, if I, it doesn't matter, let's say for an example, an open house, let's say I prepared, I went to the open house, suited up, I prepared for it. I had, you know, bottled water out. I had all the printouts perfect. I had everything laid out perfectly. The house, I was there early. Everything was perfect. The guest book was out. And even if nobody showed up to that open house, because I put my best foot forward, I put all the effort, all, I did everything I possibly could. I was earning real estate karma points. And so for me, I believed in that. I believed in building good real estate karma. Keeping and the real estate gods happy. Keeping the real estate gods happy, yeah. <laughs> so for me, that was my mindset. That That's how I would tell myself that even if nobody showed up, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. So we know what motivated you moving forward, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, in the past, which was desperation. Mm-hmm. Now you're obviously out of that level. Mm-hmm. So what motivates you now? Um... What motivates me now, you know, it's, I still have, I still set my goals. So there's always, um, always goals that I'm trying to achieve. I think, um, moving forward in life, I want to be able to, yeah, I want to, I want to be, I mean, I'm getting married September 2nd, um, and to an incredible woman. And I think it's, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, it gives you a, Mm-hmm. One of our one of our friends, Eric Christensen, always said, you know, you make more money when you get married, and you make more money with every kid you have. And the 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 idea behind that is that you know, with more responsibility, you know, you you push yourself harder. And I get that now. I get that with getting married, you just want to you want to you want to come through. You know, you want to you want to deliver and give them the best possible life. So I think that's my that's my biggest driver is giving my family the their, the best possible life. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And then, um, and what are your, what are your aspirations moving forward? What's the next level for DJ Denner? <laughs> What's the next level for DJ Denner? Um, I don't know. I think for me, I, I mean, one, I think for sure, I, I can't wait to, I want to hit my first billion in sales. That's something I'm, I'm looking forward to. Um, and I think it's, For me, I think it's I think it's just continuing to be able to help people. That's one of the biggest things we always talk about in real estate is that it's not just selling a house. It really is helping people. So when you know Bob and Susan ask for our help or hire us, we take it as they're asking for our help. And that's something I'm really addicted to. I really, really like helping people, whether it be a new agent that reaches out to us or a client that is trying to find a home because they're relocating their family here from, you know, from somewhere abroad, or they live here in Vancouver and they need to sell their house and they've chosen us. I take a great deal of, um, of, uh, of honor in that. Like, I just, I feel, uh, I think to myself, wow, they chose me. And I take that very seriously. I don't take it lightly. So, that's probably my biggest motivator is, is helping others, right? Coming right. To, delivering for the client. Right. That's great. So half, so you wanted 1 billion in sales. 1 billion in sales. Yeah, that's fantastic. 1 billion in sales, and, yeah. Um, and helping others. Yeah. It's interesting to go from a, a, a mindset of desperation. Now you're in aspiration and you're serving other people. Yes. It's just a life of serving other people. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's, Selling, getting paid to do it, and selling the real estate, or helping other agents, or yeah, or whoever. It's a 
it's a really nice mindset to be in because people want authenticity. And if you deliver that and then people will just want to be around you. Yeah. And in real estate, I think that's what you do. Yeah. You offer that and people are attracted to that. If you know, you, DJ is known by everybody in the community. Almost. They know who he is. He's got 15,000 followers on Instagram just because he's just showing his life. Yeah. You know, people are attracted to that kind of stuff. And I think there's a lot, there's not a lot of that in our world right now. So that's, this is proof that being authentic and serving other people really works, especially in business. Um, so let one last question that I ask everybody, okay. what single piece of advice would you give your younger self on day one, um, uh, uh, when starting your career or business in real estate? In real estate. Wow. Great question. Um, one piece of advice, um, God, you know, I would have to say, the first thing I would say to myself would be seek a mentor. I think that is probably the best way to get from A to B as quickly as possible. That's his story. And um, you can, I would suggest following him on Instagram at, at DJ Denner. Uh, you can check his personal website out at ddenner.com. .ca. Oh, .ca. There's, there's a DJ Denner in London that will not give me .com. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you need a DJ for parties, I'm sure he'll be there. Um, I'll been... also say if any other agents, out, any young agents out there have any questions or um, need any help starting out, feel free to reach out um, to DM me through Instagram anytime. Um, I'm happy to help. I know you're the same. Yeah, absolutely. We're here to help other people as well. Um, it's funny how what you give out uh, comes back to you and probably 10 times fold. Um, and yeah, so thanks again, DJ. Thanks for your time. Thanks for being so honest and, um, authentic. It's, I'm sure everybody's going to love hearing your story and, uh, yeah. It's my pleasure. Thanks buddy. Bye guys.